Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news. This is episode 140, recorded March 19th, 2023. I'm your host, Charles Current. And in today's episode, first pick of the BP55K rated, and in today's episode, first pick of the BP55K rated Cromer Protector, Oak City Locksport becomes a 501c3 nonprofit, the Blue Angel Program, more prison key photos, products, videos, criminals, events, meetups, sales, giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Some apps limit the length of show notes and the ability to post full links, but you can always find all of the show notes with full working links at thelocksportscast.com. I need to start off with a correction. It appears that somehow last week I missed a new black belt announcement, and I offer my sincerest apologies. That announcement will be made in this episode, and I hope uh, I didn't hurt anybody's feelings over that one. I also need to apologize because I didn't do a good enough job of researching the pic-tac-toe that I titled the last episode after, but I did receive a message from Fox Picks about the pic-tac-toe game that they created. And I thought I would read the portion of that where they describe the game a little better here. Pic-tac-toe is a head-to-head competition. Each person gets their own board. When you pick a lock on your side, it turns green, and on the other board, it turns red. So, essentially, the game is speed and strategy. Get three in a row before you are blocked by your opponent. Unfortunately, at B-Sides Harrisburg, we had some technical difficulties with the board issue and some dirty power. It has been resolved and updated to avoid the issue, and officially will premiere at B-Sides Nashville on April 15th. Videos will come on the first head-to-head match. So I just wanted to get that in there because I had to speculate last week on what the rules were because I only saw it right before I went to record, and I didn't have time to get all the details. Sounds like a pretty fun game, and I look forward to seeing videos on its use. And on to the weekly reminder for the Locky Awards. Voting is open through the end of the month. Don't forget to get your votes in. And I had to reschedule the awards live stream. I had it scheduled, I think, for the 12th. But my employer decided that I needed to attend more hazmat training that week. So I've postponed it to April 29th for the live stream. And I think it's time to discuss the future of the Lock Sportscast podcast. Over the last year, there has been a serious downturn in the number of people that send in news. I've become increasingly reliant on one single member of the community to provide most of that news. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, As I've stated from the beginning, the show can only exist with community support. I rely on you, the listeners, to provide the news of what's happening in your particular part of the community. And without that, there is no show. And I don't normally look at the show stats on YouTube and, and my podcast host. However, with the recent decline in participation, I started looking, and it's not good. Uh, both audio and video versions are seeing a steady decline. Since the content is primarily provided by you, a smaller audience means less news sent in. Less news, especially less community news, means less interest. 
and it could become a vicious cycle. I know that ultimately I'm responsible for the content and promotion of the show. I'm the one making the episodes, and if people aren't enjoying the show, then it's ultimately my fault. However, I need your help to turn it around. So if you enjoy the show, please help out and send in any news you hear that you think the community should know about. Uh, Send in any suggestions you have for format changes. Let me know what segments that you enjoy the most and which ones you enjoy the least. Just don't forget, I have a limited amount of time to spend on the show every week. If it's going to require much more prep time every week, the change probably isn't going to happen, but I'm willing to listen to suggestions. Um, you can send those to podcast at locksportscast.com, leave them in the comments of the, the YouTube video, or uh, go to the contact form on the website. Either one. Just let me know what you think, and uh, please keep sending in your news. Everybody does their own little thing in the community. You're part of a, a local group, or you're in the discords, or you're on the Reddit. If you see something that's interesting, send it in, because there are other people that are in the community that aren't in those specific areas, so they might not know about it unless it's shared somewhere they happen to be. And I'm trying to make this podcast that communal source of information, so uh, send it in to me, and I will let the rest of the community know about it. Well, first up in the more general news, we have uh, SE Lock and Key put out a tweet notifying everybody of new manufacturer price increases effective April 17th. Looks like those affect the brands Aero, Corbin Ruswin, Medico, Norton, Rickson, Sargent, Yale, and Pemex. And we have price increases ranging from 4% to 9%. Not really small price increases on a lot of those. The 9% is a pretty hefty and pretty common number on here. So um, take that for what it's worth if you're in the industry. And a while ago, this was sent in to me. It's about the Alpen Basecamp Bike Capsule. Evidently, four years ago, Alpen introduced a lockable weatherproof bike storage pod. It's kind of shaped like a snail. Totally encapsulates the bike to lock it up. And evidently, now they're releasing a new, improved, and more expensive version. And the major changes being that it has had an increase in interior space to allow it to store almost any type of bike. They say that even cargo and mountain bikes will fit. The key lock has been replaced, like a lot of people do nowadays, with an app and a Bluetooth and Wi-Fi enabled smart lock that will allow you to even temporarily or permanently grant access to any person you choose. That's all I'm going to say about that. You guys know how I feel about all that stuff. And the Basecamp bike capsule as of the time that this was published which was a couple months ago was available for pre-order at a price of $2,399 that is in comparison to what the old one went for which is $1,799 so if you have a really expensive bike I'm sure this is worth it and it protects it from the weather as well as from thieves and I was sent an article out of Greensboro North Carolina They've started a new program that they call the Blue Angel Program. It is for residents who are 55 and older, who live alone or are frequently home alone, or residents who have serious medical conditions. This program allows first responders quick access to a home in the event of emergency or if the resident is unable to answer the door. It's done through a realtor-style lockbox that is 
mounted somewhere on the home. This led me to do some searching on programs like this, and there are several communities that have programs like this. It appears that in most cases, the lockboxes are owned by the government and issued and installed as needed, and they need to be uninstalled and returned when no longer needed. Appears some areas, there's a lot of variety in this program. Some areas use what look to be pretty good quality lockboxes. Other areas use what appear to be very cheap looking lockboxes that hang on the doorknob, just like a real estate agent type. And there's no real good details given on whether they have individual codes for the locks or common codes for a whole area. But uh, some of those locks that they use appear to be the type that would be very easy to decode. So you hope that at least they're using unique codes that maybe the dispatch gives out on a per case basis. I definitely see that there is a need for programs like this. My concern is if they go on the cheap and convenient route, that they might create a serious security vulnerability for these vulnerable populations. So while I see the program is needed, I just hope that they are trying their best to mitigate the potential security risks that are imposed by a situation like this. And Lockpicking Lawyer posted on Twitter recently that another television news report was allowed to record and publish close-up video of a prison key that clearly showed the bidding. So yeah, that continues to be a thing. He did not state in the tweet exactly what program it was. He did show a, a photo of a key. It's very, very clear what the bidding is. So definitely a, a problem that continues to repeat. We've heard of prisons having to completely rekey because of events like this. And that is not cheap. That costs us all money. I think there needs to be a little more education in the prison guard population about what is allowed to be photographed and what is not. Moving on to community news, we have what appears to be the first public pick of a BP55K rated Cromer protector. I'm not exactly sure what that rating means, but it appears to be an uprated version designed to be much more pick proof. And Do Not Duplicate was the first to successfully pick this on camera and do a full gut afterwards. And you can find that on his YouTube channel at the link in the show notes. And Oak City Locksport put up a tweet letting everybody know that they are becoming an official North Carolina nonprofit. And they are having a sale on Oak City Locksport shirts and sweatshirts to help fund the new nonprofit. And on the page for that sale, the description reads Oak City Locksport is now an official North Carolina charitable nonprofit. Depending on timing, we may have our 501c3 designation by KakalakiCon. Any profits from the sale will go towards our first bank deposit. We'd like to get to the point where we can support our volunteers with free shirts for their time, replace and or expand our locks, etc. Oak City Locksport hasn't had shirts for sale for a few years. Now that we're all getting back together and we'll see a lot of people at KakalakiCon, it's time for a new look. Everyone has something different they'd like to see, so we'll slowly expand our offerings. This sale, we've added hoodie sweatshirt and pocket tee for those who like that. So congratulations to Oak City Locksport on the progress and the new status there. 
And you can follow the link in the show notes if you are interested in buying one of those new shirts. Moving on to some interesting videos, we have Homemade Lock Original Springless Design. This was posted by Nigel Tolley. The description reads, or rather, made to mimic the original springless designs from 4,000 years ago, completely made by me, aside from the forming of the planks, which are rough sawn board. Tools used, a saw, power drill, mallet, and chisel. Oh, and a knife for carving the slightly bottle-shaped pins, making this from a felon tree. It would have also required a plain sandpaper or scraper. Nothing beyond the village craftsman from 4,000 years ago. And it is a nice little recreation of a classic, what I've always been taught was the Egyptian-style lock. And if you haven't seen one of those, you definitely want to check this video out. You even get to see how it works because he used clear, what looks like clear plexi for one side. So you can see the inner workings as the key is inserted. So pretty cool video to check out. YouTube user Ken has created a video called Excel M Keying. And that description is showing you how to make your own master key program using Microsoft Excel. There are actually several videos in a series in this, and I have to admit that I don't understand master keying systems enough to know the, the value of this concept. But I did learn a few things about Excel from watching the video that I might actually be able to use at my work. Anyway, if you work with master key systems, you might want to check out this series. Looks like he has a pretty good way of having Microsoft Excel do a lot of the work for you on master keying systems. And posted to a channel called News on Six, we have a story about a family that has uh, developed and is building new trailer lock systems. The video is entitled, Inola Family Invents Lock System to Stop Trailer Thieves. They call their system the Trailer Jailer. According to the inventor, the key principle was to protect the lock and any potential hinges from being accessed while it was locked. It uses a padlock that is partially enclosed in the body of the lock, similar to the way a contractor job box protects the padlock. I don't know if you've seen how those use, but this is a, kind of a similar idea. It's embedded in the stamped metal casing. The system also contains a bar at the front to keep a criminal from being able to back up close to the hitch, which in theory protects from someone trying to back up to it and uh, chain it up to tow it away. They claim that to date, no trailer equipped with the trailer jailer has been stolen. Looks like a pretty good design. I think the biggest weakness is that in their demo, they are using a master lock that I know from experience is extremely easy to pick and actually extremely easy to rake. Matter of seconds to get that off. But since I believe you have to provide your own padlock for the system, it's not even provided with it, you can choose whatever lock you want to use to go inside of it. So that's always a plus. I like ones that don't force you to use a very particular lock. You get to choose your own. You choose your own risk and um, take the consequences. And next is a video by the Lockpicker 1969, Sparrow's DD Tool 3D Printed Add-ons. In the description it says, some 3D printed add-ons I tried, what I thought of them and which ones helped, as well as some ideas to share on controlling the pick better. And then it has a list of different items that were shown in the video, along with links to Thingiverse, where you can get the STL files to print them out yourselves if you 
want to give them a try. So I recommend if you are into the DD picking, if you have a Sparrows DD tool, check out Lockpicker 1969's video. He goes, does a good job of going through all of the different uh, 3D printed accessories. And then you can decide for yourself if you want to try printing them out or maybe have a friend print them out if you don't have a 3D printer. Moving on to products. First up, we have a community made product here and a very limited quantity. This was uh, from a Reddit post called Finished Five New Leather Lockpick Cases Many of You Have Been Asking For, Each With Their Own Leather Pinning Tray. Said, just wanted to update you guys on the leather lockpick cases many of you have been asking for. I was able to make five of them each with their own leather pinning tray. Wish it could have been more, but these things take time to make. Everything is hand-stitched from fine Italian leather and are designed to hold thin Peterson-style picks. And in another comment there, left the link to the SD store where they could be bought. Following that, you find pictures of some very gorgeous pick cases, along with their other leather work that is also extremely beautiful looking. All handmade, just beautiful looking stuff. Unfortunately, the bad news is there were five of them. As of this recording, there's only one left, so there's no longer a color choice, and it appears that five people already have it in their cart as of the recording of this. So if you are at all interested, check out the link and uh, keep your fingers crossed. And maybe, maybe if these sell out quick enough and enough people uh, put some pressure, that they would be willing to make some more. They are going for $200 U.S., but from the look of the quality I see in the photos, numerous photos, uh, probably well worth that uh, $200 from the amount of work that was put into these. Several new items announced from UK lockpickers, first of which is actually a new Sparrows item that they appear to have a temporary exclusive on. These are the Sparrows front loaders, Sparrows injected molded front loaders, three-piece set, says now you can strip and reprint Euro locks on the bench with ease. These front loaders come with a rigidity bar that provides extra strength when it is used as a segmented follower. If you are using the front loader with a pinning shoe, then simply cut off that bar and create one long uninterrupted straight slot. Set is currently going for £8.49 at uklockpickers.co.uk. Um, on Twitter, Tony Verley had a question. Is this an exclusive with you guys? It says Sparrow's brand, but Sparrow's doesn't carry these on either of its websites. The response was, not exclusive. We just helped with the design. So out of kindness, they sent us some early. They will have them on their website on the 21st. So shortly after this episode releases, you should also be able to get them at the Sparrow's website, which would be convenient if you live in the U.S. or Canada. They also have a new leashy style pick for the 6-pin Multilock 3DS. So this is yet another version of a leashy style pick for a dimple style lock. And that goes for £69. They also announced new leashy cases on their Twitter post. I couldn't be sure which was new, but the Leashy Tools Magnetic Carry Case Large did have a new flag next to it on their website. That one says it has enough space to fit 28 Leashy 2-in-1 picks. So I guess if you have a lot of Leashy picks, if you're a locksmith with a lot of Leashy picks, that might be a good one for you. And it looks like it's going for 25 pounds. And they also have their new Euro driver slash cam turners. 
Uh, it's a four-piece set. No other information given in the description, but it goes for 30 pounds. And moving on to useful resources here. Last week, I was reminded about a great resource that I'd actually forgotten about. And so I thought that should be on the show. It is the Reddit, the r slash lockpicking wiki. And it contains advice on many subjects like what tools to start out with, recommended vendors, vendors and kits to avoid, information about making your own picks, where to buy locks, and a extra resource section on the bottom with a long list of useful links. I will have a link to that wiki in the show notes of this episode. If you don't already have it, I recommend you check it out. And that brings us to events and meetups. Just a reminder, most of these are events that are hacker events, but they are included here because they are expected to have or have already clearly announced that they are going to have some sort of physical security content like a lockpicking village or talks on physical security. We have the lockpick championship put on by a vent um, in Bergheim on March 25th. So coming right up. CypherCon in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on the 30th of March. Also, same weekend in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we have hack for kids Milwaukee. Besides Tampa, April 1st in Tampa, Florida. KernelCon, April 12th in Omaha, Nebraska. HackSpaceCon, April 13th at Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Besides Nashville, April 15th in Nashville, Tennessee. Besides NYC, April 22nd in New York, New York. The RSAC Sandbox, April 25th in San Francisco, California. The T2 InfoSec Security Conference, May 4th in Helsinki, Finland. KakalakiCon, May 5th in Durham, North Carolina. Besides Knoxville, May 12th in Knoxville, Tennessee. Hack for Kids Chicago, June 3rd in Chicago, Illinois. And Circle CityCon, June 23rd in Indianapolis, Indiana. All right, moving on to Lockpickers United belts this week. No lower belts, but we have two black belts to announce. The first one is the one that I missed last week. My apologies again to Florida Man Picks Locks. He evidently picked six black belt locks. Um, The Asa Twin 6000 with barrels, the Twin 6000 with gins, the Asa V10 with barrels, the Asa Twin Combi, a black pinned Asa 700, and a Zeiss Icon R10. So congratulations to you on your new black belt. And also congratulations to Five is Binding. Also picked six black belt locks. All of them variants of the difficult Asa Twin. We have the Asa Twin 6000 with barrels, the Asa Twin 6000 with gins, the Twin V10 with barrels, the Twin V10 with gins, Twin Exclusive Baltic 5700, and the Twin Combi. So very well done, and congratulations to you on your black belt. And congratulations to anybody else who moved up belts. When I'm doing these belt announcements, I only search for purple or higher, but if you have a belt that you have earned, any belt whatsoever that you are proud of and would like announced on the show, feel free to let me know about it. Tag me on social media or email me, and I will be sure to get that announcement on the air. And for anyone not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, it is a fun game and helps kind of guide a path of progression through your Locksport journey. 
If you aren't familiar with it, there are links in the show notes to the rules and some videos explaining what the system is and how it works. So be sure to check those out. And that brings us to time to say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. I'll start with our financial supporters. We have Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, William Sprain, Dave Dubie Deciphered, Lee Bonds Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons and a Coat, Terrell, aka Anthony, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cooltune, Mog, John Lock, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lock Picker, Bare Bones Lock Picking, Deadbolt Cafe, Snake, Paracentric, and John R. Chief content producer for this episode is Terrell, aka Anthony. Other content producers, Barebones Lockpicking, Ifisk, Joshua Gonzalez, Lady Locks, Lock Kraken, Oak City Locksport, Open Lock, Panda Frog, Peace Weapon, Sep Clues, The Lockpicker 1969, Tony Verley, and Z Locks. Thank you to all of you for your continued support. It is much appreciated and very much needed. This podcast is only possible because of the support of the community. I say it every week, but it really is true. And the support that is most needed is not the financial. I, I, I really appreciate my Patreons, don't get me wrong. But the, the number one thing that is needed to keep this show going is news. Community news sent in by community members. So if you value the show, the number one most important thing you can do to keep this show going is provide me with news that I can share. Send it to podcast at the locksportscast.com or any of the other methods listed in the show notes. Tag me on social media, hit me up in the Discord, whatever, whatever's easiest for you that will get my attention. Send it my way. Everybody has their own unique little areas of the community that they frequent, and they might not hear news from other areas and vice versa. So I'm trying to make this show the one area everybody can check into to get all of the weekly news about what's happening in the broader Locksport community. So uh, keep sending that news in and hopefully I can keep making this show. Other ways you can help is by sharing the podcast with your lockpicking friends. The bigger the community listening, the more people there are to send in fresh news. You can also help by bumping it up in the logarithms by leaving a review, comment, thumbs up, whatever the platform you listen on allows. If you don't want to miss any episodes, you can subscribe. Um, if you want to help financially, that's always welcome. You can donate via PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. If you support the show with a donation or information I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes. And it doesn't matter how small the information is that you share, you get credit in the show notes and in the show. Some of those people I'm mentioning haven't actually contributed new news in months or in one case, a couple of years, but the one little bit they shared keeps getting reused and they always get credit when I use that bit of information. So just because you hear some of those names every week doesn't mean they are constantly sending in new news, but they have contributed news that I am constantly using. So they are always credited. Another thing I could use is stories about interesting things that happened to you uh, because of Locksport, because you're a locksmith. Did you have an interesting time when you went to an event, a meetup, a, a conference, and what happened there that was interesting? Let me know. Send it in. I would love to share that stuff on the show. If you have other feedback, things that you think the show should uh, drop, things you think the show should include. As long as it doesn't include a lot of extra time and effort, I would love to make some changes to keep the show interesting for everybody. Send that stuff in to me also, and I will uh, take it seriously. Moving on to criminals. 
First up, we have a story that was entitled, A Cleaning Woman Gets Jail Time After Robbing Several Metro Detroit Homes of More Than $500,000. According to the uh, story, several families in the Metro Detroit area hired a housekeeper they trusted to clean their homes, only to have valuable items start disappearing. Families discovered that the housekeeper had been stealing from them, selling their items at pawn shops and to online marketplaces. The stolen items included diamond rings, watches, cash, and precious family heirlooms with sentimental value. The families spoke out in court, expressing their deep emotional pain and asking for the maximum possible sentence under the law. One of the victims said that the suspect cracked safes when she was supposed to be cleaning. She would break in a safe. She was very skilled, and she knew what she was doing, and she was determined. And the housekeeper was convicted of robbing the families of over 500,000 U.S. dollars worth of possessions and was sentenced to 11 months in jail, three years of probation, and a behavioral program to change her behavior, and she was required to pay restitution. It doesn't say how she was breaking into the safe, but it, they did say she was breaking into the safe and she was skilled, and she seemed to be doing it for at least a little while without anybody being the wiser, so I almost... I included this one because it's entirely possible that she was manipulating the safes or maybe she just found where they stored their uh, combinations. Hard to say, but uh, more than just the usual cutting the safe apart. And the next story is also out of the uh, Metro Detroit area. Two Dearborn residents arrested in storage unit burglaries. Evidently, two people have been charged in connection with breaking into storage units across the Metro Detroit area. The suspects were stopped leaving a storage facility. Police recovered stolen property and evidence from additional burglaries, according to the press release. The suspects allegedly used lockpicking tools to steal property from storage units during overnight hours in order to thwart detection. Investigators have linked them to storage units in Dearborn, Allen Park, Melvindale, Oak Park, and Warren. The Wayne County Prosecutor Office authorized a multi-count felony complaint against the suspects, including breaking and entering, larceny in a building, possession of stolen financial transaction device, and possession of burglary tools, as well as possession of a controlled substance. They were arraigned in the 19th District Court, and bond was set at $10,000 and $15,000. So their M.O. was evidently going in at night to these storage unit facilities and picking the locks so that they could steal items without it being obvious that the theft had occurred. Uh, One of the few stories in a long time where there actually appears to be an indication that they were actively using lock picking as a method of breaking and entering. So thought that one deserved covering on the show. Moving on to sales, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. We have a code for Artisan Ideas, which we think is good for 15%. That is the code JASON. Multi-pick. We have four codes. If you follow the link in the show notes, each of those worth 10% off. Not stackable, I'm sure. But four options, depending on who you want to support. Lock Pickers Mall, not to be confused with Lock Pick Mall, but Lock Pickers Mall, you can save 15% if you use the code 15PCOFF over at CFIX or Avent. They have a specials page where you can uh, find items to save on. Barebones Lockpicking, their March code is do not duplicate 10 to save 10%. 3DLockSport.com, 10% if you use the code LSCAST10. 
And Southord has their sale items page and their cosmetically blemished page, both of which can save you money on certain items. And you can find those links if you don't already have them by following the show notes. Uh, Review Guru has a link to save 10% off at Law Lock Tools. Mako Locks, 15% off with the code BUYMAKO. UKLockPickers.co.uk, 10% off with the code GIFT. Oh, and one that I just added, um, Peterson's has a St. Patrick's Day sale, 25% off if you use the code provided. Follow the link in the show notes to get that. And that is good, we think, through March 23rd, but their actual release said February 23rd, even though the, the release didn't come out till the 17th of March on St. Patrick's Day. So guessing that it actually is the 23rd of March that that expires. Moving on to giveaways, we have the Lockpicker 1969's 500 subscriber special Locksport bundle giveaway. And I think that runs through March 25th. And Lockkraken is doing the Cracked 200 giveaway for celebrating 200 subscribers. You can find the video with all the description of the rules at the link in the show notes. And that is happening through April 14th or 15th, I think. Be sure to check that out. And don't forget to check out the Picking Time live streams put on by Lady Locks. Um, they frequently have giveaways over there, I'm told. Even though they hold those live streams about the time I'm recording these episodes normally, so I don't really get to attend. And CLK Supplies weekly hashtag Lockboss giveaway. Win prizes weekly from them, as well as being entered to enter a longer term giveaway. I believe that ends in May, where they are giving away a key cutting machine and that brings us to the end of another episode thank you to all of you who continue to listen to all of you who continue to send in news links events giveaway information anything and everything related to lock sport or lock news Uh, i really appreciate those of you who stick with me i know the show has probably not been up to the standard it should be recently i'm pretty tired with all the extra work but uh thank you and remember to keep it legal (laughs) 